In the beginning, there was nothing. The world was without form, where endless darkness churned like a sea of fog. All was silenced. All was still. And then, three schmucks decided to create a podcast. Mythology, magic, monsters, and legends, mythos, ethos, and pathos, all in one place. You go get them, boys. Button. That frisky little button. I was gonna tell you the tale. I don't know. I read the book. Here's <laughs> the button. Uh, Loki mama had one big titty, one small <laughs> titty. We called that bitch Biggie Smalls. Fuck, 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 shit, 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 That would be a great song for Jason. <laughs> the That's teenage the counselor for the people getting killed. <laughs> yeah, the teenage counselor going shit 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 fuck 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 fuck. <laughs> That's where the music actually comes from. So many bodies. Murdered. It's that scene um you ever see Dirty Work with Norm Norm McDonald? No. God, there's a scene where um um they sneak into a big mansion it turns out to be like a fancy drug lord and there's like a they they hide um and uh there's like a shootout. Okay. <laughs> like everybody fucking dies in this shootout. There's like 30 people dead. Oh, and like step, and it's just like you can hear the viscera as they're like sneaking out of the place. It's like, (laughs) so I imagine is the shit, 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 fuck, 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 shit, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. You know, like how much wood could a woodchuck chuck, woodchuck could chuck wood, kind of thing. A lot, no, but it can't, (laughs) or can it? But if it could, but it's called a woodchuck. Yeah. So is it just chucking wood? Just chucking wood, (laughs) hucking it over the fence. Why is all these logs in my yard? <laughs> He's got his darn uh, woodchucks again. Roll, roll. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Those are the woodchucks. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Because the farmers. I thought it was the the wee folk, the the little folk. <laughs> they got damn doors again, sneaking in, taking my logs. They think they're lovers. <laughs> Making they're friendly lovers with my wood logs. <laughs> I like a stiff woman. <laughs> So what I've always said, like a woman who's rigid and stiff. Oh, Jim, you got wood? That's my wife. My wife's that filled one. with... That was dumb. <laughs> that was really bad. My wife's filled with squirrels, and I'm not saying that. She's a log. She's infested. <laughs> Those damn squirrels. Those goddamn squirrels again. <laughs> I'm going to give me a trap for him. That's the worst voice ever. I love it. Yeah. I love that voice. <laughs> I've got to do these more often. So for the first time you did it, my eyes just went a little wide. Like, <laughs> what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Hello, Daddy. It's a miserable <laughs> Anyway, welcome to In the Beginning, your bi-weekly podcast on myth, magic, monsters, and more. Like the humble potato, the growth of eyes on our skin is just knowledge feeling our mortal flesh. 
<laughs> in front of me is the ever delightful uh, Bebop of the show, David Whittington. Oh, yeah. I'm Bebop. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in there. Uh, yeah, gotcha. You know. And uh, yours truly, the ever persistent, rock steady, Richard Neal. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm out of quarantine now. Yeah. Fresh faced and sour pussed. Uh, but, uh, so we're back to recording in person. But uh, Brian isn't on the show right now. Uh, he actually tested positive for COVID. Uh, so he's going to be out of the show for a little bit. Um, we'll keep you updated on anything that happens. But uh, he's doing, seems to be doing good right now. Said he's starting to feel better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll. Have him back soon. Yep, and definitely we'll keep you updated on that. Um, which reminds me, we decided to change a little bit in the episode docket. We'll be covering the war between the Aesir and the Vanir uh, next episode. We decided to move this episode closer just for, um, well, it's easier to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, today, we'll be talking about that dastardly dickhead himself, Loki. Loki. I dare. Oh, I dare, Loki. <laughs> oh, I dare, Loki. <laughs> Yes, we're going to talk about the Norse agent of chaos himself. Um, so, as in the last uh, few episodes, my main sources are the Poetic Edda's, uh, translated by Jackson Crawford. At least that's my version I have. Um, and the Dictionary of Northern Mythology by Rudolf Simic. Do you... This may be crass. Mm-hmm. Do you think Rudolf Simic fucked? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Evidence? Uh, just the way he speaks in the book. He he's he's a very demanding. Demanding. Yes. Uh, no, demanding is not the right word. A firm man. <laughs> very. <laughs> <a> very... Father <laughs> was a firm man. <laughs> There's no like. Yeah, it may be this or it might be. He's like, this is what this is, and this is the evidence we have from it. <laughs> no. He's the kind that'd be like, sit, good girl, Fuck. or boy. I don't know. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's. <laughs> have yeah. you said that to a woman? No. <laughs> Do you think Rudolph? But Sennick's that's what like, I think he does. <laughs> you can't get somebody's biography out of Pornhub, David. <laughs> Sit, good girl. That's just the way he writes. That's that's how I picture him. Granted, I've never pictured his sex life until you just asked me. But man, it all came together. I don't know why it popped in my head. <laughs> you okay. think the whole time while writing, he just had like a cucumber up him? <laughs> Got him with that one. <laughs> Excuse me while I go sit on this here cucumber. Get out of my office. I have research to do, woman. (laughs) Bring me my cucumber and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Sit, girl. Back to uh, Loki. Uh, We figured we'd have a separate episode dedicated to Loki, specifically because, as we said in the last episode, he's a very interesting figure within Norse mythology. He's not necessarily the bad guy that we think of him nowadays, like you see in like the Marvel movies and things like that. Um, but he's definitely not a specifically good character. He's kind of takes an antagonistic role, though. But I'd, what's, I'd say he's pretty gray. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that like his background that makes him a bad guy is the Norse mythology. Because like being his true easy breezy master of villainy comes at the end of Ragnarok. Or the, sorry, at the beginning of Ragnarok. We do see, like, the culmination of him really becoming a quote-unquote villain yeah. in the myth of Balder, yeah. like his death. His appearances, how um, limited they are, appear to set him up to be the villain. Right. I, I, I feel like having done the research on him and, like, like looking at a bunch of his myths, he 
throughout the mythology, he likes to flirt with being a villain mm-hmm. without actually doing it. And then with the death of Balder, that's when he got his breakthrough. That's when he broke into the villain yeah. career path. The true easy breezy um, villain. Hey, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, those luxurious locks. Oh, yeah. um, Simic, actually, and I was, I was mentioning this to you earlier, Simic talks about he likes to do things in a definite like historic sense like yeah here's the earliest myth we found here's the next one so on and so forth and he talks about how in the beginning loki didn't really come off as very antagonistic mm-hmm. um he seemed almost like pretty much just a good figure uh and then as the mythology grew and got older yeah. he started to take more and more of a antagonistic position yeah. until finally we get to the death of balder do you think there's a hapset shoot thing going on here um that like he may have been more prominently earlier on in history and there's because we don't have a lot of information as you mentioned i think later in the script and sorry if i do uh of his followers do you think it was stricken from and he was made more villainous i mean there's always that possibility we have no evidence of a cult of loki basically how simic describes it is in norse mythology the way that we find out how old these gods are like how we said that tears one of the oldest gods and also how important they are is finding you know, things with their names on them, um, finding evidence of cults that followed them. Um, because the more evidence we find, that usually means the bigger the cult, um, the more worshippers they had. And then the other thing we do is we find in like the Norse mythology, like the Germanic people specifically, they like to name places after things that were important to them. So you find like a lot of places named after Thor or things like that. And he says that we really can't find any place named after Loki. Which leads us to believe, I mean, of course, it could have been changed, it could have been stricken, sure, um, sure. but it leads us to believe he wasn't very worshipped. Uh, Simic calls him a culture hero a lot, where he kind of it's does like Robin Hood thing. Wants. Yeah, oh, kind of. Okay, like, does whatever he like, a, like an anti-hero kind of thing, gotcha, gotcha. Um, where he's less of a god to like be worshipped. hood. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's less of a god to be worshipped and more of just character in their mythology who does things, yeah. um, whether good or bad. Yeah, he's he's definitely just a very interesting character in this mythology. He kind of does whatever he wants or thinks is fun in the moment, like whether that means helping or hindering those around him. The other thing that I think makes him very interesting is, like we said in the last episode, Loki's not actually a god. Not a god. He's not a god. Not a god. He is a giant <laughs> and a friend to the gods. He's a Jotun, right? He's a Jotun. Jotun. Yes. Jotun, Jotun means giant. And uh, which, and as as I think we've mentioned in the past couple episodes, giant in this mythology doesn't mean massive you yeah know, you're not like huge. a big old dude you're, it's a race it's a race yeah you yeah. they could have been huge like there were some that were massive and there were some that looked like the dwarves mm-hmm. he is a giant uh and a friend of the gods although not quite the best friend they could have um he's kind of a dickhead he's kind of a dickhead oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> for the most part so i just figured that in this episode we'd give a little bit of overview of him uh so loki is the child of the giants farbauti and laufi uh, and the brothers of Bylester and Helbindi. Bindi. Helbindi. Helbindi. Uh, he has an interesting cast of characters for children. You could say interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so the most famous of them uh, include Jormungandr, uh, who we mentioned as the Midgard Serpent, a big yeah, enemy of yeah. Thor. Uh, Fenrir, we've mentioned a few times, the Great Black Wolf. Slepnir, Odin's six-legged horse. Uh, and Hela. The ruler of the underworld in Norse mythology. Slepnir just makes me laugh every Slepnir. time. It's, it's a, a good name. name. It's a good name. I think uh, Slepnir is actually Old Norse for farting in the shower. 
<laughs> oh, that was a slap near. Oh, I did. I slap near this morning. Hey, Jan, did you use a? Did you just do a slap near? Oh yeah. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's oh, I'm just going Wisconsin. <laughs> it's a it's a one to one parallel. He is very interesting. Kids. Uh, there's a couple more that are more uh, quote unquote normal, but those are the really big ones. Uh, we aren't really going to talk about them a whole lot in this episode, but don't yeah. worry. We have an episode lined up on the docket all about Loki's monstrous children further down the road. Yeah, we'll get into that. those drooling, deformed monsters themselves later. Um, so, like I was saying earlier, uh, according to Simic, there's no evidence of a cult of Loki, which leads us to believe that he wasn't particularly worshipped, if he was worshipped at all. I'm sure he was in some mm-hmm. little pockets. He definitely wasn't a mainstream religion yeah, yeah. aspect of that religion this does make it hard to pin down what his domain might have been if he even had a domain which because seeing yeah. as he's not a god he might not have um there are a few theories that float around uh like there's one we talked about earlier that he might be a fire god he might be a water god an air god you know things yeah. like that um but those are all very heavily disputed mm-hmm. uh the one that's most agreed upon is the one that you've probably heard that his domain is trickery trickery uh, yes uh, wit, cleverness, slyness. Mm-hmm. I've also seen. Um, I guess I don't know if this is a good time to talk about runes. The the misconception with runes with him. Yeah, for sure. Plenty of folks talking around on the internet saying he has a designated rune attributed to uh, himself. Um, Kanaz, for example, uh, which Kanaz has a very loose, very loose uh, meaning. Um, even compared to the other ones, you could say as loose as a clown's pocket. Uh, it mostly me. It mostly can mean torch, but it also means disease, ulcer, or even children's death. Which I don't know how um, <laughs> those runes align with each other, but they do. Um, doing so uh, over torch gave me an ulcer again. <laughs> and it Stop my eating baby it, Jim. Boy. Uh, doing so oversimplifies both the deity and the rune itself. The rune that has God association was part of Futhark, the Elders' uh, set of runes, which was replaced with Futhark, the Youngers, during the Reconstructionist period. Uh, So it's kind of unlikely the historical heathenists would have looked at a rune at a list they already replaced. Um, It's a modern attribution. Historically, we don't really actually know what the runes were used for besides writing. Um, They're really kind of just mnemonic devices they really hold no intrinsic magical power in themselves the runes yes. uh they're mostly used for decorating symbolization and other things like that i found this information and you're gonna laugh at this but it's a very good article well, i found excited. this information on wordpress.com okay it's a very good article it's actually really good it was titled uh, loki's runes according to the vernacular um by myriad and i'll put it in the show description too oh awesome yeah because yeah. yeah richard's been researching a lot of like runic magic and things like that for the for this run of yeah definitely i want to read that that's that's cool you good yeah okay <laughs> just saw you looking at me slyly as though you were loki my himself. coaster was stuck to the cup and it <laughs> fell and i'm glad you didn't talk over it and I, then i got nervous uh he's definitely one of the more clever characters within this mythology and he's also shown many times to be a powerful shapeshifter, turning into either animals or other people to make his schemes to come to fruition yeah as well actually as- wait i just I think I found a, a rune that is attributed to Loki. Apparently, it means it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> Dude, he would have the best prank videos on TikTok. Um, God, I just fucking cringed at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd have the best. Um, yeah, so he's, he's a powerful shapeshifter. He can cause illusions. I, I think I explained. <laughs> just imagine what? it's like it's one of those prank TikTok, I guess, videos. Where it's like, hey, would you like some cake? And it's like. 
uh, I don't really trust you, Loki. You've kind of fooled me in the past. And he's like, it's a good cake. It's chocolate. It's your favorite. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And the Loki just stabs him in the throat. <laughs> gotcha, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I remember, like, we talked about the other day, kind of. I, I view Loki as like a C-list, uh, C-tier magic user of the Pantheon. <laughs> Uh, he's not like particularly powerful like Odin and Freya are, but uh, he's got some. He's got some things he can do. You're telling me he's like um, he's like the Gary Busey of the Norse gods and magic users, <laughs> C-list actor who's very recognizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows him. Everybody he's, knows him. They're a little scared of him. Um, very scared of him. <laughs> they avoid him. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I view his magical abilities in gotcha. in this realm. And while talking about the magic ability thing, I, I guess I should talk about I, I watched some uh, Loki paganism of a modern belief, um, which I'm not harping against um, your beliefs or practices. If you believe in you know paganism or um, Loki paganism or heathenism, that's totally fine. I did watch a video recently that it was a very good, it's a very good video that I watched that um, expressed their beliefs and all this stuff. But they had said in the video, "Fuck you! It's not your practice. You don't get to say anything." Uh, about it um uh, bullshit uh so i had to so i've got a little uh i got a little uh yeah, i guess critique response on the loki paganism it is similar to a doctrine of chaos magic which i respect and i i do adore that um where you're true to oneself and the power of will but it's kind of hypocritical when it's attributed to a god who changes forms and is a coward um he's not an inherently evil figure i understand that but he is a liar. They claim he's not, but he has been, you know, there's evidence yeah. and there's instances he has. He's a coward, as I said. He's a murderer. He's vile and sadistic. He's not a great figure, which, again, if that's your God, that's totally fine. I'm not dissing that. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of people say that, oh, he didn't do that or that's taken out of context when it's not. Um and there's also an inherent flaw in the modern worship, besides the fact that there's almost next to nothing written in service to him or about him. And they claim that he created many things for Asgard, like the wall and even Mjolnir, which is true. But it is typically in response to a colossal fuck up, like when he cut off Sif's hair. So he had to make her a wig and he had to make weapons for Thor so he wouldn't beat him up. These are not redeeming himself actions these are please don't hurt me i fucked up um they also claim he's good because he's intelligent and he's clever and that he's not evil but they leave out that he straight up murders a servant because the gods are complimenting the servants for doing a good job because he's jealous they speak that loki is watching over them and protecting them which we know that loki has no loyalty nor does he have no true kinship among others He's not the only one of the Norse pantheon. If I were to follow Norse paganism, as I mentioned to you before, I would follow Odin. And I know he doesn't give a shit about me. That's in his doctrine. Odin does not watch over you. So I get that side. It's a big part of Norse mythology is that you entertain the gods. Yes. It's you, like you try to do things that entertain them so that they will help you to continue to be entertained. Yeah. It was like when I was working children's theater and they were all about uh, one of their rules was um, problem solving skills, which meant don't call us, figure it out yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's how the yeah. Norse are. I think they tend to be attracted to the aspect of a relatable character in Loki. They see him as a downtrodden, yeah. abused figure. Outcast. Outcast. Uh, some look at the Aesir as violent, rash, gluttonous gods who deserve a takedown. But there are some who 
who gains strength through following him. You know, this clever trickery and this, you know, um, unabashedly self-will uh, aspect, which I think is marvelous. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> it helped them to be better people. Um, but after what I heard at the end of the video, I had to go all out. <laughs> no, Again, sure. I respect your belief and keep doing what you're doing. But I had to have a comeback. We we talked about this a little bit earlier before we started recording. We On this show, we really like to try and give the historical, what we think, what we have evidence that the people of the time thought yes. about these gods. Not the modern interpretations, which... I mean, I, I am. We talked about this as well. I'm, I'm fascinated with the modern interpretations. I love a no, lot. No, of I understand too. But you can't just ignore the historical fact because you're oversimplifying and you're just ignoring the history it because be. it fits with what you want it to be. Same thing. We had talked about this in the War of the Titans, the Spartans. Yeah. Sorry, they were kitty diddlers. Yeah, that's fucking that's, fact. It's fact. It's what it happened. You have to talk you about can't that. Ignore that just because you like an aspect of their culture. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting heated up, but I like this. You can't ignore the history. You have to fully engage the history to fucking follow it. Unless that way you're just as bad as you perceive other religions like Christianity or Islam. We haven't gotten into this this big of a thing since we talked about the Star Wars prequels. No, I love it. <laughs> no we haven't and we're in it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's you can't you can't look at the thing and say well, I like this aspect, so I don't really think that this happened. That's where a lot of problems in our world come from. Yes, you can't um, just ignore it. You have to openly discuss it. And exactly. you have to acknowledge that this wasn't right. And I know we're going a bit hard on Loki and Loki paganism, which kind of doesn't deserve it. But at the same time, you are worshipping and putting up on a, uh, a mantle, a god, that frankly doesn't deserve it. it. The way I always see it is like, if you want to worship say Loki or Odin or whatever, that's your belief. And that is yes. your religion. You, yes. you can make in it. Any, whatever in any, you, I will say this right now in any religion on yeah, the show, we are not here to, to bash or knock what you believe in. We fully agree with your belief and stuff. And I have to understand there are segments of doctrine and there are segments of belief, which should be looked at and examined in yes. a modern sense. If you ignore it, it opens the gateway for racism. It opens the gateway for bigotry and, and sexism I, and I all this shit. I believe that like that, like if you have your own belief system, it you're, you're more than welcome to mold it into what you want it to be that fits you and fits what you want to do. And you can say, well, in my version, Loki didn't do this thing. That's fine. But like, because if you're, you can't go back and say, well, Loki didn't do these things. And anyone who thinks he did is wrong. And I have to give credit to the person on the video. They had mentioned where I had said um, that it was a fixing for a fuck up. They did. They, the, the the lady in the video was like, yeah, he did fuck up. Like, you know, like, I get that. Like, you know, that's totally fine. Um, but this is, a, this is a wider picture we're talking about right now. But it is also a gateway for people with bad ideology who want to warp and exactly. change you. It's the problem with Norse ideology. I'm getting heated and I like it. It's great. It's, it's a problem with Norse ideology that has been warped by an alt-right perspective. Because what they do is they go, um, they go, Look at look at the um the Havelmar. Mm -hmm. Like is don't you agree with don't you agree with like a man should not eat as much? 
and they should eat what's at the table and nothing more. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't you agree a man should not get too drunk and da 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 And eventually, next thing you know, they're talking about anti-Semitism. They're talking about racist beliefs that were not attributed to those cultures. Yeah. They, they bring you in with loose topic things so they can bring you to the modern perspective. There is a dangerous aspect to religion, ancient society, warped to a modern ideology. Because it is a tool to get you to believe what you want what, or what they want. Right, exactly. We this, should probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> this did this did get a lot deeper yes. uh, into philosophy. We life. hadn't talked about this on this podcast yet. I, I I don't know why now is a good time, but it felt like it. And maybe we should have an episode at some point about the warping of ancient society to um, a modern perspective tool used to yes. to radicalize somebody. Just like belief in general. Yes. Like belief history yes. and modern takes on mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that could turn bad. Because I, I think that'd be a great episode, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but yeah. I Yes, we should get back to Loki, but I really did. That was that was a nice uh, little detour that I really enjoyed. Um, and now we're swerving back on to the highway? Because yes, we, 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 we took the turn, but we saw a really nice chicken statue. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Like the, like the KFC here in the, Atlanta. The big chicken. The big chicken in Atlanta. Um, we saw it. It was really cool, but we got back on the highway. We're back on the highway. Yep. We're there. We peed. We're, we're back good. on two. We're on, we back on 285, coffee. and we're miserable. But we're here. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, well, why don't we take a break? Should we, should we get back into Loki? I guess it's about time. The we ancient. Did. Uh, anyway, about ancient Loki. The history of Loki. Yes. Um, yeah, so. Loki. <laughs> now, like we said earlier, he's he's not a god. He's a giant, but he is a friend to the gods. Uh, we don't know the story behind it. It's it's an ancient one that never got written down, uh, as far as I know, at least. Yeah. Um, but uh, we do know that Loki is a blood brother of Odin's. Um, and Odin has vowed that he will never drink unless Loki's cup has been filled first. Almost kind of like what we have, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to have some rum? Because if you're gonna have I wasn't some planning rum, on drinking I'll, tonight, but if you're if drinking, you're drinking, I guess. I'll well, drink. if you're drinking, I guess I'm drinking. Well, all right. <laughs> um, it, I mean, this is this vow is huge because in a pantheon of gods that seems to always be feasting and drinking, if they aren't out doing things, uh, not being able to drink unless someone else's cup is full means that god would always keep that person around and have them at every feast and gathering they attended. Yeah. Um, there is some evidence that a good number of the gods didn't particularly like Loki. And only put up with him because they had to for Odin. This is shown most prominently in one of my all-time favorite myths from the Norse, uh, the Lokasinna, uh, from the Poetic Edda's. Basically, this myth talks about a feast at the Hall of the Giant, Aegir, who we mentioned briefly in the last episode as being basically the embodiment of the ocean. He's having a feast with all the gods, and at the start of the myth, he's already kicked Loki out of his hall for some unknown reason, uh, assuming some insult or just general rudeness that Loki had put on, and... Aegir told him to get the hell out. It starts with Loki bursting back into the hall and proceeding to just roast all the gods there mercilessly. He pretty much just starts insulting. He'll he'll insult one god, and then another god will step up and be like, Loki, that's not cool. And Loki will just turn on that god and start insulting them. And just so on and so forth um, until he just keeps going through most of the gods there. It's almost like if when Biden got to the presidency and then like Jim Brewer became like the press secretary and you're like, why are you here? Right. And then they drop a bomb. It's like, well, we're blood brothers. We're not going to explain how it happened. Yeah. We're blood brothers. 
We just, uh, you know, I have to. Uh, <laughs> just, like, he, I got he's got to make me do he's this. He's got to do it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he's just giving them the most like vitriolic insults he can think of. He, I mean, he calls a bunch of uh, the gods like sister fuckers or cuckolds and like a lot of the the, the goddesses we have on the show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And a lot of the a lot of the female the goddesses. He he mainly just hits them with like. You're a you're a whore. You're a prostitute. Like I saw you sleeping with this person and this person and this person and this person. Freya specifically is one that he uh, attacks, and, and she's which, like through. <laughs> she's like, yeah. What's yeah. your problem? Yeah, I don't get it. Because I didn't fuck you. Yeah, is that the problem? <laughs> is it the problem? You didn't fuck you. I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. Um, God, that's that's one of the few gods are not few gods. I wouldn't want to mess with any of them, but especially not Freya. No, no, um, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That just sounds like a horrible no, idea. Oh, no. She's like the god of 50 things. Yeah. Don't fuck with her. <laughs> um, yeah, so he just kind of keeps doing this until finally Thor shows up. Uh, he's on an adventure from out east, and Loki turns on him. He basically walks in and is like, Loki, what's going on? And Loki's just like, fuck you, and starts going on Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, after just a few insults, uh, Thor basically threatens to kick his ass with uh, Mjolnir, and Loki gets the hell out of there before that happens. What um, is east? Out east? Yeah. Uh, is that know. like five miles down the road, or is that like... <laughs> I, it just said he was out east. He returned from out east. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically he walks in, and he's like, you better shut the fuck up, or I'm going to kick your ass. And Loki's like, okay, I'm, t- I'm going to go. I'm just going to head out. Uh, speaking, I thought it was interesting. He also starts insulting Odin uh, in this, which... That feel I pretty ballsy. A, it's ballsy. B, I guess that's the safest one to threaten because Odin's not. Odin would laugh him. though. Yeah, like, o- I, think, I think Odin would laugh, and also Odin can't drink unless Loki's drinking. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Odin's not going to do anything. He's like, oh fuck, I like drinking. Um, I like drinking more than I dislike you. Um, <laughs> which is how we became friends. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. So this 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 myth definitely shows Loki's wit and quick tongue, um, as well as his aversion to head on conflict while. Also being a good glimpse into his relationship with a number of the other gods, which we can guess probably isn't great. No, um, yeah. Um, it seems like they all kind of fucking hate him. Yeah. Um, at least for the most part. But yeah, while in that myth, he and Thor really get into it. We can kind of see that Thor is actually one of the few gods that seems to kind of like Loki. Um, I'd say other than Odin, Thor is probably the closest one to him. The one who likes him the most. Uh, which, uh, which is strange in the modern take we have of them now where they're mortal enemies yeah um they're pretty much opposites but in this case they're kind of foils uh in the actual mythology they kind Smart, of sly yeah. one brash yeah. strong Thor one. being the brute strength and the power to defeat their enemies and loki being the brains to strategize and decide when and where that brute force should be applied uh, master blaster uh <laughs> <laughs> Krang. 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 Yeah. Krang and Shredder. Uh, Krang and Shredder. Loaded with references. Uh, right. It's a, Megatron Starscream. <laughs> that's a prime reference. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. it's uh, <laughs> they, they work really well as foils. Uh, and in many of the myths Thor's, of Thor's adventures, they seem to include Loki in some way, usually as a companion or an ally of some sort to help him achieve his goal. Their relationship is shown best in the uh, Thrymskvida, which is another nice. really good one. That's kind of... T- thank you. Uh, <laughs> probably wrong, but <laughs> this one's also kind of gotten a, a decent modern uh, following of people because it's it's a great myth. 
Um, I've seen it pass around on social media a few times. So this is the story of how the giant uh, Thrymir stole Mjolnir and how Thor and Loki got it back. It's one of the more comic stories in the mythology, um, where Thor wakes up one day to find that his hammer is missing. He goes to the other gods, and Loki offers his services and travels to the land of the giants, where he discovers that Thrymir is bragging about how he stole Mjolnir right out from under the nose of Thor. He tells Loki that the only way he'll give the hammer back is if Freya agrees to marry him. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. So when Loki relays the message, Freya is obviously disgusted by that prospect, and Thor's enraged and wants to go kill Thry- uh, Thrymir for for this, but he knows he's no match for the giant for a giant like Thrymir without his hammer. I think I keep changing the pronunciation of that name. Probably, I don't it's, think there is a fine. set pronunciation of that name. <laughs> I was, ancient, that's why I was silent for about fifteen <laughs> seconds. I was just looking at the name. It's an ancient mythological figure. I can cause it what I want. It's <laughs> an ancient mythological <laughs> figure. I can cause it what I want. <laughs> so, uh. Loki proposes that they deceive the giant by having Thor dress up as Freya in a wedding dress and a veil, and Loki will disguise himself as a handmaiden. Uh, then they can steal the hammer back, and Thor can exact his revenge on Thrymir. They succeed in tricking Thrymir, who boasts and boasts about how much better he is than that stupid god Thor. Uh, all while <laughs> When they Loki- showed up, did he do the, oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's just Slam like, his mallet over his head. There he is. There she is. And so uh, the whole time he's boasting about how better he is than Thor, uh, all while Loki's doing all he can to keep Thor from just throwing himself at Thrymir. It's a lot of him sitting there just being like, don't, don't go after it. Just chill out, chill out. And Thor's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Finally, Thrymir lays Mjolnir in Freya's lap as the wedding present. And Thor snatches it up and kicks the ever-loving shit out of Thrymir. Um, just you get what you rot, Thrymir. It's just one of those, like, throws the veil back and goes, ha-ha, and beats the shit out of him. Yeah, I, I feel like that that myth really shows the better side of Loki. It's yeah. one of the few times he doesn't, he's helping not to fix a fuck-up. Yes. That he caused. Yeah. Um, it's, because I've heard this one before, you definitely recited this to me, yeah. and, like, I've realized that, like, I can't remember the Norse mythology legends unless they have titles, like, it's always sunny names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one where they dress as a bride. <laughs> I do want to disclaim that uh, there is some theories that this might not have actually been a Norse myth, um, but a medieval Christian story. Um, it does sound a little different. Yeah, compared told to, their to be other a ones. comedic story using yeah. characters that the Scandinavians knew, um, and to kind of possibly make, making fun poke of, fun of yeah, the gods. Yeah, look, this big warrior the Thor that you dumb. worship. Follow Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He's dressing up like a woman. Um, Your god wears a skirt too. It's a dress. It's a, it's, it's a robe. A, you said dress. You said it's dress. a robe. But I, I did want to mention that that there's there's kind of mentions of this myth here and there uh, in ancient texts, um, but there's no real evidence of that specific myth yeah. until much later. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I think yeah. it's great. I kind of hope it's real. I don't know. We don't know. Um, and we never will. Like it's fun, and we never will. Unless we found a hidden trove of pirate treasure true. with some uh, ancient texts that we've never found yet. True, true. Which, God, I hope that happens. Um, it'd be great. Uh, but yeah. Um, and so the final myth I wanted to talk about for Loki was his punishment. Um, this is the exact opposite of Loki in the last myth. Um, this is kind of the culmination of his villainy, his antagonism. We talked in the last episode about the death of Baldur and how Loki caused both his death 
and was the reason Boulder, Balder was not allowed to leave Hell and return to Asgard, which is definitely one of his more villainous moments. Um, now, because he caused the death of one of the most beloved gods in the Pantheon, Loki knew the other gods would want revenge on him. Uh, just a quick recap. Balder couldn't be hurt by anything uh, except for mistletoe. Loki was jealous. He convinced uh, the his blind brother, Hodder, to throw a mistletoe dart or arrow or spear. We don't know yeah. what. Uh, at or Balder. just mistletoe. Yeah, or just one mistletoe. One like that, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I've been a bad boy. It <laughs> uh, resulted in the death of Balder, one of the most beloved gods god can you imagine um, that like you're all sitting around having fun and like somebody just drops dead <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck oh, shit. what the oh no oh um, no what happened <laughs> dracula came in <laughs> what happened what dracula other you're dracula <laughs> um um <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah so it, it ended up causing the death of balder um frig uh Baldur's mother went to Hell and asked Hela to release Baldur. Hela promised that she would if everything cried for him. Um, she went around, everything did cry for him, except for one giantess uh, named Thok, uh, uh, which is believed to be Loki in disguise, um, keeping Baldur <laughs> in Hell. So he knew that they would want revenge on him. So he fled uh, and went into hiding. He built a small barren hut that he believed would keep him hidden uh, in the mountains. He knew that he would eventually be caught. Uh, hmm, let me say that again. He knew that he would eventually be caught, but he was unwilling to give himself up for as long as he possibly could because he's Loki. Uh, the only way he would leave this hut was by swimming in the river next to his hut in the shape of a salmon. Eventually, Odin found Loki's hut and sent a group of the gods to go find him. Uh, this group included uh, Kavasir, who is the wisest of the gods. Um, we'll probably talk about him in the next episode. Um, the Aesir Vanir war is kind of where he's very prominent. Yeah. Um, he was the wisest of the gods, and they sent him there to outsmart Loki. And Thor, who was powerful enough to capture him. Loki heard the group coming and quickly turned himself once again into a salmon and jumped into the river. The gods searched the hut, and after finding it barren... Kvasir slyly suggested they go fishing in the river nearby. Um, there is a, a side bit to this where uh, it feels almost random. Apparently, Loki created the first ever fishing net in the hut. Um, he was just winding rope together and realized he'd made a fishing net. And that's when he heard the god. So he threw it down and ran away. Um, and because of that, that's when Kavasir saw that. It's and definitely said, one of those added-in later moments where it's yeah, like, why don't we just explain where fishing nets came from when Loki made it? Well, you know, he's got they got to catch him. So, uh, you know, he made a fishing net. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's no other legends about gods fishing before yeah. those. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so supposedly Loki created the first fishing net. And Kavasir saw it and said, let's go fishing. Um, so they picked up the uh, the net, took it out to the river, and they dragged the the net across the river. Um, Loki, being in the form of a salmon, saw that he couldn't get away from the net or get under it, around it. So he leapt over the net, uh, out of the water and over the net. Um, Kvasir instantly recognized that that was Loki uh, and said, we're going to do it again. But this time he had Thor walk in the water behind the net. Uh, so... They come back, they start dragging the net again. Loki sees what's going on, 
So he decides he's going to jump over the net again. He jumps over the net and right into the arms of Thor, who quickly overpowers gotcha, him motherfucker. and forces him to turn back into his original set. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Um, yeah. It's throws him on the riverbank, forces him to turn back into his original form, um, and chains him up. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not getting out of this. No. And it's he knew it. There's some crimes you do where it's... There's no escape. It's it literally just he knew he, he just was wanted not to live the inevitable. Yeah, he just yeah. wanted to do it to do it. Like he wanted to get out of it for as long as he could. Because fuck you guys. Yeah. Even though his life was miserable while he was in hiding, mm-hmm. he was doing nothing. Yeah. He'd swim in a river as a salmon, but he was still saying, "I will not give myself up." Um. So he knew he was eventually going to get caught, and so they force him into his normal shape, chain him up, um. In one of the versions I read, I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I think I read it to you the the quote where it's they wanted revenge for uh, for Balder. But they after his death, they didn't want to stain Gladsheim uh, Gladsheim's floors with Loki's blood. But the barren uh, barren ground of Midgard was not holy. God, that's so good. <laughs> and they drag him down to Midgard. But the barren ground um, of Midgard was not holy. <laughs> uh, so they drag him down to a cave on Midgard, where they bound him to a stone with the intestines of his son, Nari. Um, he had two sons at this time, Nari and Vari. Uh, I want to take that line back. <laughs> he said that like it was just conversation. <laughs> they ripped this man's fucking intestines yeah. out. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I was going to explain that, that little bit. Okay. Um, he had two sons, Nari and Vari. Uh, I know, they're right. <laughs> it's like Keely and Feely. Keely, <laughs> Feely, uh, Nari, Vari. <laughs> Uh, so what the gods did, and I can't really find a specific reason for this. Uh, they turn Va- uh, Vari into a wolf, who then immediately springs on Nari and tears him apart. Yeah, the first time you told me the story, I had asked like, why? And because he's a wolf. Now. It's, yeah, he's, they he turn him. In, I don't know why they turn him into a wolf to do this, but yeah, he just turns into a wolf and becomes bestial and. Crazy How are wolves looked down in Norse mythology? Do you know? They're they're definitely they're. I mean, they're Odin's animals. Okay, um, good, good, good. Odin so has two. They're, they're very respected, but they're also respected for their ferocity. Okay, gotcha. um, I didn't know if it was like a we're turning you into a slug because we look at slugs bad. No, 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 no. It was it. Uh, wolf was definitely. I mean, there was. I, I'm, I'm going to get get this wrong. I want to call them uh, Ulfgar. Might be wrong. Uh, a lot of Norse uh, tribes had what they called wolf warriors who were like an elite class of warriors. Oh, um, wolves were seen as like the embodiment of strength and power and ferocity and, you know, strength in battle warriors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they were hunters. They were killers, you know, uh, very respected, uh, but still at the same time, animals and yeah. ferocious beasts, mindless creatures. Yes. Um, so they turned Vari into a wolf he rips Nari apart and runs off into the woods. Um, they he got out lucky. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they rip out Nari's intestines and they bind Loki to these stones. And it's said that as soon as the bond the the bonds were secured, his intestines became as hard as iron. Can we? So stop Loki could think about this a second. Your son just got eaten mm-hmm. by a wolf, which is your who's other your son. other son. <laughs> They rip out the intestines of your son. Right in front of you. Right in front of you. 
and chain you up with them. I know they turn into physical chains in a second, but like just the moment covered in the entrails. I the like blood to think that, that they still look like intestines. They're just the blood and hard. flesh that you sow is now around mm-hmm. you. It's almost like the shit you That's read with frontiersmen and Indians doing to yeah. the violence oh, yeah. committed. There's some fucking vile stories that both Indians and frontiersmen committed to each other. Right. Um, especially the Native Americans, I should say, rather. Um, knew how to get revenge, we'll say yes. that. They were yes. very good at revenge. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's, oh. Some of those stories are just like, make you shudder. Boo. Um, the Ron White. Yeah. Some things that make you go, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I I view that as a major part of his punishment, watching your child get ripped apart by your other child and then being bound with his intestines. Yes. Um so, but that's not where it ended. So he's bound to this stone, laying down on his back, and Skadi, uh the goddess Skadi, affixed a serpent to one of the stalactites above Loki. Uh, which I think is hilarious. She just took a snake and tied it in a knot around a stalactite. Is this when the snake looked at the camera and went, it's a living. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So she ties it in a knot around the stalactite, fixes it there so it can't get away, Mm -hmm. um, directly above Loki's face, so that the venom from the snake would drip down onto his face and cause him an eternity of agony. It's almost um, like waterboarding with with kind of. Venom. I, I I imagine it like it's just a drip, drip, drip of venom. like acid yeah. dropping on your face, and it's acid. You, it burns him like it. It physically. I'm not going to question it. Burns him and it's nasty. <laughs> um, he's immortal. It's yeah. not going to kill him. It's, yeah, it's it Prometheus. Feels bad. It's it's exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels between these two things. Mm-hmm. Prometheus being uh, the the eagle eating his liver every night, every day, and every night it grows back. Um, this is the same kind of thing. Um, but luckily for Loki, uh, the the gods did that and they left. Everyone left except for his wife, Sigyn. Um, Sigyn is said to sit forever by his side, catching the venom from the serpent in a bowl to keep it from dripping on him. But whenever the bowl gets full, she has to take it away and dump it out, leaving Loki to get burned by the venom. When he does, he writhes in pain so violently it is said that he causes the earth to shake which is where we get earthquakes. So there he's bound until Ragnarok comes because when Ragnarok comes, that is when he will break free of his bonds. You said that very intimidating. (laughs) It's also kind of sweet that Sigan's there. Yes. I don't know. I don't know why it caught me just now that I was like, oh, Um, that's kind of, which is strange. She chose to stay with him. Uh, It's strange to me because I mean, the only children Loki has with Sigan are Nari and Vari, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, the other of his children were not with Sigan. No. Um, it's probably a, tr- like, um, it's it's what you do as a wife, a thing yeah. that are perpetuated in she, ancient cultures. She seems to care about Loki. <clears throat> she's she's instance, the whole time, they talk about how she goes with them during the binding. Um, and the whole time she's sobbing mm-hmm. and crying for both her husband and her children. Yeah. Um, that's rough. So it's, she gets punished as well for that is true. doing. Fucking it's nothing. almost like a mob thing. You fucked with the mob. It's almost oh, like Al that Capone. scene from um, The Untouchables with Al Capone yes. where he's yes. like, I want his family dead. I want his friends dead. I want his dog dead. I want everybody who's ever spoken with him dead. It's almost like one of those scenes. You fuck sure. with the mob, you get taken care of. Yeah, no, It's not just sure. your punishment. It's, it's your kin's punishment. You brought dishonor and shame to this whole thing. 
that's something I, if if you guys are going to get uh a translation of these of these more ancient texts i definitely suggest jackson crawford mm-hmm. uh as being the translator he's brilliant he's a professor out in california of like norse studies um great translations as well as a lot of great information along with it like ex- big forward explaining everything little forwards in front of every myth to explain the background of the myth but he talks a little bit in his in his big forward of the book um about how th- this ancient culture had a very different view of things than we do yes. um and one of the things he society. mentioned yes and and as one of one of the things he mentioned was family unit you di- you weren't you didn't think of a person as themselves you thought of them as a family union so revenge was, your last name was your father as son or yes somebody's exactly. daughter um but like it you you were a community was the person yes and the person was the community mm-hmm. so your say, close-knit tied people right you know Re- revenge was very common in this yes. in this time period you know you go steal a guy's cow he's gonna come over and steal all your sheep you know that kind of thing tit for tat kind of uh kind of thing and he talks specifically about how in this time period it was not uncommon for if you got into a fight with a guy and you end up killing the guy, his brother might come over and kill your cousin. Yeah. Because that is that it's it's not, he doesn't take it up with you specifically. It's an eye for an eye. Ironically, your a one-eyed God, Odin rules, but you right. get it. Yeah. It's an eye for it, an eye. It wasn't them saying, you killed my brother. It was them saying, this family killed my brother. Yes. Even if that brother had nothing to rep- do to represent that family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That cousin might not have done a damn thing. He might no. have been gone for yeah. weeks and weeks and comes back and goes, wait, he killed who? And then he gets stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that was just, that was a part. It, it, it does definitely feel like the mafia no. a little bit of no. like that. It's the family you know, and you hurt the family. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> It was, you know, you hurt my family. I'm going to hurt your family. I don't have to hurt specifically the guy who hurt my family. Yeah. I'm going to hurt your family. Yes. I had questions just in the Greek, but it's the same thing with Athena and uh, Apollo. With, I'm um, oh, sorry, uh, Artemis and Apollo with uh, yes, the Naomi. mother. Naomi. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. But I guess that's it for today's episode. That that's is, all we got. Yep, that is, that that's, is all I have right that's now. That's it. Loki. Wow. We're done. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, um, so if you're interested in looking for us on social media, um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're on Facebook. All that information is in the outro. You can find David at Apollo 2442, and you can find uh, myself at Doc the Warlock. So uh, we're out of here. Keep fighting the good fight. As always, out of darkness and night comes love. Ah, be safe. Good evening. And, and good luck. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Boy, we got really intense. We, we, in got, we got into that. <laughs> that I was... feel kind of bad now. Don Zamboni's here, you killed my son. No. He was just a little Zamboni. <laughs> you murdered him. You murdered my You massacred my You're boy. You're my eldest boy. You ran him over with a golf cart. <laughs> and you didn't even put his head through the ball wash. <laughs> you're gonna do this to me. <coughs> Dance, Dumbo! He had to put his ba- head through the ball wash so we'd have an open casket. Jake, what his mother had to see. Now, <laughs> uh, can we take care of him, Dance, Dumbo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take care of him. Take the Zamboni out to the junkyard.
In the Beginning is an independent podcast and support comes from listeners like you. Subscribe to us, share, and leave a review. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. That's at the Begin Pod. That's at In the Begin P-O-D. If you have comments, questions, or a constant stream of, <laughs> well, actuallys, send them over to our email at inthebeginpodcast at gmail.com. Every little bit helps the show. Thank you for listening. <laughs>